intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. living in a life of illusion and nothing is as it seems you know the psychological warfare that's going on has been so intense and i and i want to point out something to you and this will help you discern probably with who you will listen to if i want to find out something bad about someone i can find it And if I want to find out something that's good about that person that refutes the thing that's bad about them, I can probably find that too. There is an overload of information available today, and it's done on purpose. So to find truth, you really need to look in a lot of places, and truth is not as obvious as it once used to be. Today we're going to cover a really important subject, becoming digital banking system. And when I say the coming digital banking system, it's because it's coming. We all know It's coming. We don't know exactly how it's going to look. But man, I'm starting to find some really strong clues into how it's going to look. And in this episode, we're going to talk about that. And I'm not going to, don't worry, it's not going to be boring. I know people don't like to talk about digital banking, especially when it doesn't contain like, hey, you're going to be rich and it's all for free. (laughs) Although that might come. Yeah, yeah, it might. I'll probably be covering this for a few episodes, perhaps a a little mini-series, and I'll definitely be having Boyd back on because as I've been looking into some of the information he's provided, uh, man, what he saw was real. And I think it's going to be pretty explosive the next time I have them on. So think of this episode as just setting the stage. I'm going to talk about the coming digital banking system. But I also want to talk about the old system. 
And of course, you all know about the fiat money. There's nothing backing it and stuff like that. But we also should talk about the speculative economy. And, and I want to point out, there's a couple of reasons why I'm going to go into all of these different things. First of all, it's so you can live right in the real world. You probably have some decisions to make, and we probably only have a short amount of time to make some moves. Now, God, of course, ultimately is in charge and is our provider. But God also gives us eyes to see and ears to hear, and he gives us discernment. This is our unfair advantage. So I think, at least speaking for myself, I would be foolish not to take some actions. Faith without works is as useless as a screen door on a submarine. And 2024 is going to get wild, folks. You know it. I know it. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. I can name a few things that are very likely to happen. So really the theme of this Right On Radio program for this year is prepare for the worst and pray for the best. We need to be prepared mentally for worst case scenarios and we need to pray for best case scenarios. And ultimately, we need to trust in the Lord. You know, we're covering Matthew chapter 6 on the Sunday programs. And I just want to read one verse, or two verses rather, from Matthew, because it pertains to the topic today. Matthew 6, verses 19 to 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I'm real excited to cover those verses, by the way, because uh, we're going to be doing that this Sunday coming up. And uh, stewardship is heavily on my heart, and that's certainly a stewardship verse. So I'm going to start with a video. Uh, it is about 17 minutes long. I think I'm going to let the whole thing play. And I will uh, interrupt most likely once or twice. And uh, man's name is Eric. I'll give you his full name. I found this guy on Twitter. He does a brilliant expose 
of Vivek Ramaswamy. And of course, you know, there's some information out there that Vivek, his schooling was paid for by Soros and things like that. But you know what? He did kind of a brilliant con job to become very rich. And he had to learn that from somewhere. I'm going to suggest to you that someone like George Soros, because it's a play right out of George Soros's book, is how Vivek made his money. And I want you to pay attention to this because this is the old system. And of course, one of the key drivers of the economy is the market. Now, if you've taken my money course in the past, I define there's only three investments that you can make. One of them is the market. The market is mammon, folks. I recommend you stay away from the market. I'm not giving financial advice, but the market is driven by greed. If you can't see that, you're dumb. Um, greed is of man, it's not of God. The Bible tells us the things that we should do. And uh, perhaps if there's enough demand, I'll teach on that once again. But without further ado, let me bring up this screen here. And this video, it really was done well. I've saved this for a little while. Um, I want you to pay attention and learn about the Vivek Remesquami. <laughs> Remesquami. <laughs> his, uh, his little gig. This guy's got the goods. Uh, pay attention. Have you ever wanted to be a billionaire? In this video, I'm going to show you step-by-step step how a presidential candidate gaining popularity today is believed to have tricked people out of billions of dollars to line the pockets of himself, his brother, his mother, all while robbing investors. So in this video, I'm going to provide you the exact steps on how to replicate this potential scam. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not personally coming to the conclusion that this is a scam. These are just the opinions of the information that I found and put together in this video. So it's important that everybody come to their own conclusion. So as I always like to say, don't sue me, bro. And hypothetically, if you wanted to become a billionaire fast and quickly, here's a fantastic way to do so. Step number one, identify the easiest way to get rich. You might think the easiest way to get rich is winning the lottery, becoming an internet sensation or a musician, becoming the next Taylor Swift or being an actor. And all of these are actually very rare ways to get rich. You need something that attracts a little less attention and is a little bit more guaranteed. How about Wall Street? Like investing in a company that is going to IPO on a major stock exchange like the New York Stock Exchange, frequently a near certain way to get rich especially if you can sell before your hyped up stock crashes 99%. Okay, so we'll go with Wall Street. Step two, identify a product with limitless potential revenue. I actually think the potential opportunity here is 
is really tremendous for delivering value to patients. There's over 5 million patients who suffer from Alzheimer's disease mm -hmm. in this country alone. And if you think about it, we own global rights to a drug that has already demonstrated in a large phase 2B study efficacy on the two parameters that the FDA has historically required for new Alzheimer's disease drugs. And actually, we're only one, we believe, we're only one additional phase three study away from the approval of this drug. In other words, forever potential revenue and infinite hope, curing something that is good for humanity, like Alzheimer's. In the pharmaceutical world, well, you'd be perfectly fit to make billions with such promises. And of course, there's infinite potential because ultimately, everybody unfortunately might end up being subject to the terrible disease that is Alzheimer's. So why not support a company for the good of humanity with limitless potential to make money? And also, an industry in which most people have zero clue about drug lingo anyway. The thing with RVT 101 is it's actually a neurotransmitter targeted therapy that actually in part works through the release of acetylcholine. So that way you could disclose your fraud in plain sight and investors wouldn't understand it. What? And just a quick note, um, the guy that he's sitting with, I think his name is Jim Kramer. If Jim Kramer tells you to do anything, do the exact opposite. In fact, Anything you hear on TV is going to be the next hot thing. Run. It's too late. You'd be legally protected. So far, so good. Easy way to get rich. Easy way to sell it. Easy way to protect yourself. But just to make sure, let's go to step three and add a little bit more protection here. And let's incorporate the company in Bermuda which is also a tax haven so that when you get rich, you pay as little money as possible in taxes. Step four, just to kind of be a little unironic about it all, or maybe ironic, name your company not after the lives that you're not going to save anyway, but instead name your company after getting rich, like Royvent or ROI or Return on Investment Vant. Yes. That is going to be the parent company, and your baby company is going to be called Axovant. This video is going to be about both, and we'll show you how the scam works. But the point is, you're going to layer these companies to be a little confusing, too. Step number five, because so far, all we've done is identified we're going to get rich on the stock market, we're going to use a pharmaceutical with hopium, and we're going to incorporate it in Bermuda. Then we're going to pick a name for our company, but now we need some startup capital. So. We're going to call up our hedge fund friends for the company we used to work with, and we're going to fill them in on the scam. We're going to raise some startup capital from them. Step number six, we're going to go to a major pharmaceutical with an existing reputation like GlaxoKleinSmith, aka GSK, and we're going to offer to purchase one of their failed drugs for $5 million, along with some option revenue. Step number seven. We're going to change the name of the drug so you can escape the failed reputation of the drug that you just bought, because the drug you just bought has already failed four clinical trials. But we don't want anybody to realize the drug that we're going to sell on the stock exchanges is the same one as the one that had previously failed. Step number eight, we're going to have our mommy, who is a doctor, reinterpret the results of the failed studies to make the drug seem like it's not a failure after all. 
In other words, you're not even going to put on the doctor's jacket and pretend to conduct a new study. You're just going to use one of the old existing studies that failed and add some more clarity on how it's actually not a failure. So let me clarify that GSK, GlaxoSmithKline, conducted four studies. All of them failed. Let's go ahead and pick the one Vivek and his mommy used, the study with 684 patients. In a large phase two study, phase 2B study with 684 patients. And let's see if we can manipulate some of the data. Okay, so we're going to take a failed study of 684 patients. We're going to try to make it seem good. But first, let's actually confirm that this study did fail. Here's the study disclosed in Vivek's SEC documents, making it clear that GSK conducted the study and that this was not actually a Vivek-conducted study. Then we're going to be able to coordinate that study and trial number with these other sites to indicate that, yes, indeed, this is the failed study of 684 patients conducted and concluded by 2010, five years before Vivek ever even considered taking this product public, this failed product public. And then let's go to a neutral publication and make sure that it actually failed. Yes, it did. No statistical significance in the outcome of this drug's effects on Alzheimer's. In fact, the drug wasn't even tested on its own. It was tested in conjunction with an Alzheimer's drug that already worked anyway. In other words, the drug that Vivek is going to take public isn't even a drug that works on, it all, on its own. It already relies on a drug that already works for Alzheimer's. But we're just going to add our own sugar water to it and IPO that. But even that failed. Okay, so now we know that the drug is a failure. How do we trick people using a study of 684 patients into making them think that this study that failed is actually a good study? Ah, well, this is where you have to introduce completer analysis and responder analysis. Sounds confusing, right? That's the point. We need to be able to trick people. And these things sound official. Ooh, analyses. That's official, right? But you and I know the truth. You and I know that a completer analysis removes everybody from the study who didn't complete the trial. Who are the people most unlikely to complete the study? Well, people with adverse side effects or people the drug didn't work for. So in other words, let's remove the people who didn't complete the study or people who didn't have all of their information in the study or just people we didn't want included in the study, potentially the bad results, right? And we cherry pick people out. And unsurprisingly, now you can make the drug look statistically significant as a success. Oh, interesting. So with a different analysis hidden in plain sight, you could take a failed study and make it look successful. A responder analysis does the same thing. Looks at the average response of those who completed the trial. And what's important to remember here is that by only looking at people who completed the study or who had all their information and followed your rules exactly, you basically cherry pick your favorites, right? You can rig the data, but you can trick people about this in plain sight because you can tell people about, we did completer and responder analyses and these were statistically significant to help. Well, most people, A, won't ever even read those filings. They'll just see stock that's going up and want to invest and be part of it because of FOMO. And B, even if they read the filings, they wouldn't understand anyway. So 
Now that the scam is set up, let's have mommy and her friends issue press releases on how the drug is effective using new rigged analyses. Here's a press release from mommy's friends who are also on the board of this scam company. Well, alleged scam, remember. Don't sue us, bro, okay? The company failed a long time ago, but we still don't want to get sued here. Anyway, you got to make your own conclusion. So mommy and her board member friends say via this completer analysis, this drug is a success. In fact, it's statistically significant to show that it is a success. Based on that same 684-person trial from five years ago, on a trial they didn't even conduct themselves. They just reinterpreted the results for it. But we're also going to publish a responder analysis in a journal somewhere to say it's statistically significant. And we're not even going to be bashful about this. Mommy is going to put her name right on this. All right, cool. Now we got evidence that says this drug works. So look at what we've got. We've got a failed drug that we're going to pretend works. We got a company incorporated in Bermuda, and we're going to market the crap out of this with our hedge fund buddies, and we're going to IPO this sucker to make billions of dollars. And that's it. Step 10, file for IPO to market the failed drug. Now, raise $1.8 billion for the eight people who work on your staff, including yourself, your mommy, and your brother. Make sure to give all of your hedge fund friends a hedge up, a heads up, ooh, tricky, hedge up or a heads up, hmm, that the drug is a scam. So they could sell after you know, a certain period of time, the stock is public, so there's plenty of liquidity for you to sell and dump. Step 11, since you're in control of the phase three trial, which you need to get through to actually make sure the drug can sell to people, you know exactly when the drug is going to fail. But since you're already going into the trial with a failed study, you pretty much already suspect that the drug is going to fail anyway. But you're conducting the phase three trial, right? Vivek and his seven friends, they're the ones conducting the trial and any new people they hire. So they could slow walk this. They could take as much time as they want. So in the meantime, the stock stays high because people have hope that the trial is going to be a success. After you make all your money though, and after waiting a couple years to do your trial, you could release your failed phase three study result. Apologize that the drug failed and watch the stock lose 99% in a day. But by then, you've already long made your profit. Oh, and to cover up the history of the failure, make sure to change the name of the company so that when people look up the historical stock ticker symbol from Axovant to CO Gene Therapies. Yes, let's hide it all so nobody knows about this alleged scam. And since the scam was so successful and now you're on your way to becoming a billionaire, it would be a good idea to probably keep going with your scam. Now, again, who knows if it actually is, but Vivek today has somewhere between a 7 to 15% stake in a nearly $9 billion company called RealVamp. Remember, that was the mommy company to this baby company. And this company is a company that shows $28 million in annual revenue, but expenses that are absolutely mind-blowing. Yet, this is a company that this presidential candidate is a major shareholder of. You ready for these numbers? Take a look at this. RealVant, ROI, Return on Investment Sciences Limited. This was the mommy company to that scam company, well, alleged scam company. Again, I don't want to make that conclusion. Maybe I'm missing something. But my opinion is a lot of the information that we've put together here looks a little sus. 
It kind of feels like you plan to become a billionaire with a failed drug by marketing a failed drug. But only some people would say that. Other people would say, no, you know, they had hope it could work. Hey, it was a wildly successful IPO and it had a good cause. And forget about all the people who lost their life savings on the drug uh, because of all this hope they were marketed. You know, it was a valiant attempt. Okay. So what do we have at Real Vance Sciences or ROI Vance Sciences, whatever you want to call it? Well, what you have here is a company with annual revenues up about 10% from last year, from about $55 million to $61 million. That sounds good, right? I mean, $61 million of revenue, that's fantastic, right? It is, except when you're spending $525 million on research and development. So you're spending nearly $10 on research and development for every dollar you bring in. But it's not just that. You're also spending nearly $10 on selling general and administrative, which is probably mostly stock-based comp for board members to write articles about how great all of these drugs are. Even though you're not bringing in any revenue, you're marketing the crap out of your drugs that mostly suck. And so here's a company that's literally burning net loss of $1.1 billion that Vivek helped found $924 million last year, massive money burn for drugs that they have either in development or are selling. If you go to their website, you could see, oh, look at all this pipeline, all this pipeline of hope for drugs that they're creating. Here's one that's actually being commercialized, that's actually being sold. It's called VTAMA. It's for plaque psoriasis. Now, if this VTAMA was so successful or going to be so successful, then you might be surprised to find that RealVant or RoyVant or whatever you want to call it actually sold off 75% of their ownership in VTAMA to another company. In other words, the one commercialized drug they have, they already promised to give away 75% of the revenue for. Yep, that is how to make a lot of money trying to sell drugs that might never actually be wildly profitable. And you do it all by starting your scam on how to become a billionaire by taking a failed drug, changing its name, incorporating it in Bermuda, and renaming it, remarketing it, IPOing it with false hope, and then doing it over and over again. Now, I'd like to be clear. While I'm a licensed financial advisor and I provide a lot of insight into how to actually build your wealth without being a scam, whether it's investing in real estate, going from zero to millionaire, investing in stocks, or building your wealth by increasing your income, by learning how to make more money as an employee or an entrepreneur and learning about the ins and outs of how to actually make money the right way and learn the tricks of the trade, well, check out my programs linked down below. But when it comes to something that smells pretty sus, I'd say, hey, here's a way you can become a billionaire in a pretty sus way. Who knows? Maybe it was all legitimate. But through my research, there were a lot of red flags that just left me with more questions than answers. Maybe this was all a mistake, but let's just say if I were to interview Vivek, I'd have quite a few questions about this history. Thanks so much for watching. If you found this helpful, consider sharing the video, and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Now, I want So, of course, we've seen a lot of people get very rich doing these IPO when they're public 
the company goes public and all the people jump in because they see the stock going up and some people just want to, okay, they see it going up, they see it trending, they see it trending. So they buy in, let's say $40 and they sell at $90 or whatever it is. Even if they don't want it long-term, you'll get a huge influx of cash. But what's important, and, and by the way, that, that gentleman's name was uh, Eric Sp Spracklinus. That's S-P, sorry, S-P-R-A-C-K-L-E-N-U-S, Eric Spracklinus. Uh, he did a great job, I thought. So I, let, I, so I left in for his little commercial. But when he's controlling how long the clinical study goes, and he knows the result, he knows it's going to fail. You see, they just keep getting people in, keep keep selling it, keep selling it, keep selling it, keep selling it. Unlimited potential. This thing's going to earn forever. And then they sell off their shares right before, right before it crashed. Just made all their money. You know, George Soros is famously quoted as saying he doesn't care who gets hurt. <laughs> that sounds like Vivek is pulling the same thing. So that is a good example of the old system. How people are lied to, how it's manipulated, how greed runs it, and they don't care who gets in their way. And the old system has nothing backing it. The big Rothschild central banks just print the money out of air. And then they lend it to you and charge you back. And if you've never heard me make this point before, I've made it several times on the show. They print all this money. And then they give it to the countries, right? They print off the money for the countries. The Federal Reserve prints it for the United States. And I'm just going to use a round number. Let's say they print off $100 billion. Well, there's interest on that for the United States to pay back. So maybe they have to pay back $5 billion on $100 billion. Here's the thing, Federal Reserve never creates that five billion. They create the hundred million, hundred billion. They don't create the five billion. There is never enough money to pay it back. The world is enslaved. And that is the beast system. But there's something coming to replace it. How do we know it's coming? Because the Bible tells us so. You won't be able to buy or sell. There's no other way to make it happen, folks, other than a digital banking system. But there's so much exposure happening now about the old system 
and who runs it, the people are going to be cheering. Finally, we have freedom dollars. It's probably even going to come in the United States from the U.S. Treasury. And it's going to be a backed currency. And it's going to cost nothing to trade. You'll be able to borrow. And there will even be some physical currency left because if they took away cash right away, you would never go for it. People would be out in the streets with arms. Their plan is much more clever than that, folks. Much more clever. You're going to be begging for it. Wow, it's the greatest thing ever. And you know what? There are some clues out there. And I want to show you one right now. You're going to wonder, what does this have to do with anything? I'm actually going to have to do a separate show on this. Because and I'll probably do it on Friday, like a pod being live. But, you know, Trump is being indicted all over the place. Of course, you know that. And I haven't covered it much because there's so much news about it. You know, in Georgia, it's election fraud. In Manhattan, it's going after his businesses. And in, what is it, 19 other states now, they're trying to get him removed from the ballot. None of these things are by coincidence. In fact, they're by design. And the evidence is lined up incredibly to support this thesis. I'd have to do each one individually, but let me just tell you, they get to introduce the election fraud evidence in Georgia. Plus, they're exposing all these people. Look at Fannie Willis now in the news just today. You know, she made her... Uh, her lover, the prosecutor, and she's paid him like a million bucks. They're flying all over the place, having vacations. It's in-your-face corruption. And if you heard my last Friday's pod being, you know there's two reasons why they do that. I won't go into that diatribe and repeat it. And the election, uh, removing his name from it, it's showing you People shouldn't be voting for that anyways. It's not constitutional. I've explained that before. Being highlighted. But I want to show you what is being highlighted in Manhattan. Because I think Trump has been giving us pretty significant clues the whole time. And this is one that I haven't heard anyone else pick up on. And by the way, over two and a half years ago, I said, this is the way it's going to play out, so I'm sticking to my guns. But I'm going to play Trump's lawyer, um, Alina Haba, who is brilliant, by the way. I haven't done much digging on her, but she is brilliant. 
uh, very well-spoken and seems to be unafraid. But she says a couple things here that I want to expand on. So let's just listen to Alina Abba for about three minutes. Sorry about that. There was a glitch in the clip that I picked here. Um, it tends to go, it goes on and repeats itself here. Uh, but the part I want you to hear, I believe I, I probably picked about the right spot. So we'll just listen for about one more minute here. And I apologize if there is a little bit of repetition. It's a financial condition. That's something that most other statements of financial condition This is the part I want you to hear right here. 18 pages of descriptions and details of these properties. Ms. Trophy asks, things that most people don't need to do and wouldn't do. The reason because he has not to hide any deal at it. This is not a public company, this is a private company. And the attorney general is now sticking to the companies. This is a very scary moment for our country. We have to have countries, we have to have laws. They were objecting every five minutes, and I really give credit today to the press that was in there. I did look at some of the feed, and it was accurate. There was absolutely no fraud. The statements were undervalued, and President Trump and the Trump Organization provided Deutsche Bank with everything they needed. Last week, we heard banks make clear that they thought they were a trophy client. They were the big whale that they wanted to get, and they valued their relationship. They said that holds today don't know why we're here. I've said it before, and I, again, I, this case has absolutely no value to be made. So let's...
so if you're going to apply for commercial loans, typically what happens is you have to have a significant down payment. Um, depending on what your credit worthiness is, it can be usually from 20 to 50% that the investor will have to have or investors will have to have. And then they want financing because they want to use the least amount of their money as possible. They want to use the bank's money. That way, he's not tying up all of his money into one project. And once he gets this project going, he can go and move and start doing another project. So that's why they use the bank's money. Even if he has enough cash to build it himself, he wants as little of his own money in the project. But what he did, and this is the significant clue, not only do they use the building, so the building is going to be collateral. You know, let's say they're borrowing 50%. It's a it's a billion-dollar building. They're borrowing $500 million. So the building's going to be at least worth $500 million. And, you know, they're going to say, well, it's going to be worth a billion. So the bank really cannot lose. And because Donald Trump is credit-worthy, he's a trophy client. But they put in 18 additional pages listing his other assets, their worths, and their performances. We were meant to hear that. And there's a reason he did. That's a huge amount of work to put into any loan application so you know they ask you for enough to put in all that extra stuff because when he takes control he is going to use all of the assets of the united states of america oil gas land buildings people to establish the value of the currency. Because we're still in a world system, you have to understand, the United States will be a standalone country, but with a new world digital asset-based banking system that Trump is going to usher in. And make no mistakes, it's gonna sound flawless. Of course, we don't wanna deal with the Kazarian mafia anymore. And, and people are gonna think, man, but we still have notes, we can still do stuff in cash the government doesn't know about. Listen to this, folks. Less than 3% of all transactions today are done in cash. Less than 
So there's existing cash, which will probably be valued at nothing. Maybe there'll be a trade-in program, probably. But they have to introduce a new currency. And we know it's going to be all digital, but there has to be cash, right? Or coins. When you trade in your old cash, they know how much new cash you get. And if everything is trackable on a blockchain, and you're doing things like you want to take money out of your bank so you can go buy something cash, right? They know how much cash you're dealing with. And then if you register that thing, let's say it's a car or something else, <laughs> they know even if it's a cash deposit. Folks, it gets scarier how much they know. AI, artificial intelligence, which I got to do an entire show on that. You know, it can turn the router in your house, the router into a camera and listening device that will know exactly where you move in your house. And it even will know your thoughts. This is not speculation. It's already happening. Have you just thought about something and then you see an advertisement for it on your phone? It's literally Okay, I'll stop there on that. Folks, this digital system is coming. And it's not going to be good. One of the th reasons I want to have Boyd come back on is he has some very specific detail about XRP and Ethereum. I know it sounds boring to you. It does to me because I want nothing to do with it. But you have to understand how they're going to be doing this so you can make your best decisions, so you can live right in the real world. Now, I want to show you just one more thing or let you hear one last thing. <laughs> You know, Trump played the uh, Trump card, right? Everyone was waiting for the Trump card. And then when he showed the Trump card, very few people really noticed it. Uh, it's just a money grab, man. Trump digital trading cards. You know, the cartoons with his face on it. And it's like a crypto trading card and it says it's only for collection it's not an investment it says that but let's listen to what trump has to say
Hi, everyone. This is your favorite president, Donald J. Trump, with some very exciting news. My last two Trump digital trading card collections sold out in just hours. And now I'm back with my latest series called the Mugshot Edition. I wonder where that came from. The Mugshot Edition. 47 because he has to go to court to highlight all of these different things that are happening, folks. Um, and there's some stuff in here that I've, you know, talked about on Telegram. But, I'm, and I'm going to point it out to you who are listening on uh, on Podbean. But you got to keep listening to this. All new stunning cards, and here is the best part. I'm doing two important things for my Trump collectors. For the first time, we're creating a real physical Trump card. Purchase 47 digital cards and we'll mail you a beautiful trading card. It is an authentic piece of the suit I wore when I took that now famous mugshot. And it was a great suit, believe me, a really good suit. It's all cut up and you're gonna get a piece of it. I'll be autographing some of them. A true collector's item. This is something to give to your family, to your kids and grandchildren with the purchase of 47. So 47 for obviously his 47th uh, presidency or folks. Didn't they rip the garments of Jesus? And they threw in lots for them because they thought it would be valuable. He's literally shredding his clothes and selling it from the suit that he wore at his crucifixion. Keep listening. Seven of the Trump digital trading cards you will also be invited to join me for a gala dinner at my beautiful Mar-a-Lago, my home in Florida. You've perhaps heard of it. It's become a pretty famous place. We just had our first dinner for my collectors, and we had a lot of fun together. That was a great evening. That was a fantastic evening. Some people call these cards pop art or modern art. I wish I looked as good as I do on those cards. That I can tell you. They give me muscles where, believe me, I don't have them. I wanted to keep my Trump digital trading cards at the same price, $99 each. So go to collecttrumpcards.com. It's really easy to buy. They sold out incredibly fast the last time, and I think the Mugshot Edition will sell out even faster. So don't miss out. Go to collecttrumpcards.com. Go right now and collect your own exclusive piece of American history, and we'll all have fun together. Have a good life. Have a good life. <laughs> and then, for those of you who are listening, there's a uh, big golden statue of Donald Trump. Wow. The shredding of his garments and the big golden statue the imagery just gets worse by the way then the firecracker the firework salute american flag coming up behind him
So these trump cards are a cryptocurrency. But they're just trading cards. They have no value other than the value that uh, they were sold for, I suppose. So it has to be worth $99 for one, or I guess, you know, you buy $4,700 worth him, and then you pay your way down to Florida. You can have dinner with him. Okay, good fundraiser. Folks, he's telling you the, pay, the the commercial, the advertisement. We're going through, we're being crucified, but there's a rebirth. And and by the way, the uh, these coins are what's called NFT, and that means non fungible token, which means each one is individually minted individually it isn't like they just mint a whole bunch and okay we've got 20 in inventory and the first 20 people get them no each one is individually minted just for you just for the purchaser and it goes into your digital wallet which they will supply you for free you get a digital crypto wallet where you can keep these. And it's so easy. They make it so easy for you. Now, you have to hold on to them until December 31st of 2024. After that, you can trade them, sell them, whatever you want to do. It's just a collectible. And I have feel a feeling if things go according to plan, they're going to be worth something. Now, I haven't bought one. i got to admit, I'm a little bit tempted. Not because of idol worship, just because I think I can make a quick buck. But Jeff, that's the market. I know, I know. So I won't. Folks, the writing is on the wall. And what they're going to tell you is the backbone for all of this. Digital banking system. I'm just giving you opinion here now. News, views, opinions, and attitudes, okay? Let's just say they're going to use XRP as the background and a facilitator, the tech, you might say, behind it. But there's still other types of digital currencies. Okay. Okay. But they're going to push one thing, and they're going to push it up and push it up and push it up, and you're going to see the build up, and you're going to want to get involved because, man, Everyone who does, it's a clear winner. And just like Vivek Ramaswamy, they're going to crash it and say, ah, this is bad. And Boyd has the evidence of that. So I've sent him a note, and I'm hoping that on next week.
again. Folks, this is all a setup. I wish I could be more cheery, more boastful. Someone commented actually that I uh, laugh at uncomfortable things. I'm coping with it. It's a coping mechanism. <laughs> this stuff is hard to look at. And as I said at the top of the show, I have to look at so much stuff to come up with what I think really makes sense. And I could be wrong. But you probably know I'm not going to be wrong about this. And this is going to be rebirthed out of a lot of pain, folks. Just like Trump's courtroom mugshot crucifixion, he's reborn. The same sort of thing is going to happen to the people around the world. I know I'm talking about the United States, but this is a worldwide thing. There's some tough times ahead, even if it looks rosy for a little bit. But the good news is, Maranatha, my friends, the Lord is coming. Hey, don't forget, um, we're in we're in winter now, folks. Uh, the power's probably going to go out. Uh, might just be a regular blackout. Might be a cyber attack. I'm betting on cyber attack. They say it's going to happen. I believe them. Go to empshield.com. Use coupon code ROR at empshield.com. Coupon code ROR. I was speaking with someone last week. Uh, someone who knows me well. I was really surprised at this. They thought, oh, the, no, it's the whole house generator thing. It's it's like, they're like $10,000. I can't do that. That's not what this is. After you use coupon code ROR, they're about $300. This is a surge protector for your entire house that will work against an EMP strike. They also have them for your cars and other devices, even for generators and things like that. If you want to buy them, there's some bundles available, but use the coupon ROR and it helps support me. And lastly, folks, I'm hearing people complain about their health all the time. And... Lord knows the restraint I use, especially on the prayer call when people are praying for their health. I'm like, do you not listen to a thing I say? Give these mushrooms a try. What the heck do you have to lose? Like for 40 bucks a bottle, you'll know if they're working in a month. Now you might need two or three bottles, depending if you have a severe case or in Chris's case, he was taking five bottles a month at $40 a bottle. But he had stage three cancer. Depending if it's, if it's less severe, you don't have to take 10 pills a day. You take four. I take, well, I take four. 
two of one kind and two of the other kind, but go to ror.petclub247.com for people and for pets. And just a little hint to save money, if you have a large dog like I do, you know, like, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 pounds, you know, in that category, get the mush ponies, the ones for horses. You'll save some money and uh, you just need to give one a day to your beloved pets. But these are for, it's all kinds of stuff on there for people and for pets. ROR.petclub247.com. Hey, I have a great show for you on Thursday. I have a guest scheduled and we will be talking about psychological warfare, Russia, Ukraine, and a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm sure you are going to enjoy it as well. Oh. <laughs> so the story about that, uh, the bottom part of my desk actually just broke and this whole thing, well, it just paused. And I don't know what you heard me say, but I have a great guest on Thursday, psychological warfare, Russia, the Ukraine, stuff like that. You're going to really enjoy it. Thanks for being here, everyone. God bless each and every one of you. And of course, remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Thanks for being here. Love you.